Welcome to the Top 10 Garden Show with Ken Lane. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So if you have a new landscape going into your yard, you're going to be landscaping or adding substantial or remodeling your landscape this next spring. We're coming into the season where you've got a lot of choices. So right now we've we've gone from mainly just winter evergreens. We've been planting. We plant year-round here. But the winter evergreens are, there's a lot of selection, a lot of choice. But now we're coming into the fruit trees and the spring-blooming shrubs, the spring-blooming trees. There's a lot more choices. Perennials will be right after that. Then the veggies and herbs. So there's the season is, there's a ramp up. And so you're coming into that planting season. How do you plant in a four-season climate? If you're if this is new to you, you're from let's say a, a tropical area, you haven't really seen snow before. Well, this is a four-season climate, and I use the twenty percent rule. So twenty percent of your plant selection should be dedicated to spring bloomers. Just because that's the lilacs, the forsythias, and all the, the wisterias, the, just the inspiration of spring. And oh my gosh, it's been winter. And now look at that. That's amazing. I can't believe red buds bloom like that. That's crazy. That's beautiful. I want more. 20% should be dedicated to that. 20% should be dedicated to summer bloomers. That's crepe myrtles, the rose of Sharon's, even roses are that. So you've got something going on because the spring bloomers are going to bloom and then they're done. They're just green now. So you're left wanting. If you want the bloom cycle to continue, plant some summer blooming things. Fall color. That's your maples and aspens. Uh, things that just go, wow, I can't believe a tree could turn that color red. That's amazing. 20% should be winter evergreens. That's what we've come through. If you didn't have enough evergreens in your yard, you kind of felt it. I don't know, it feels kind of stark out there. What, what's going on? You didn't have enough green to keep you going. And then the last 20%, so 20% spring, 20% summer, 20% fall, 20% winter. The other 20 is just what tickles your fancy. If this is your summer home and you winter down in Scottsdale, dedicate it to summer. Put this, put more uh, burning bush, put more butterfly bush, put those things in. If this is your winter home, you're, you, you summer in Alaska, we'll focus on the fall and winter stuff. So put it towards, or if you just love spring and I like everything about blooms, focus on spring stuff. That's your plant mix. And that's how you'll get that, that right rotation coming through. Another big mistake, we, we do a lot of flower beds. We don't do lawns here. We do raised beds. And uh, when, you're, when you're layering your flowers, go from tall to small. So the backside should be taller flowers, snapdragons. The shorter flowers should be pansies. Also, perennials and annuals. So for me, I love perennials. They're, they're anchors. They come back year after year. Perennials, they just don't bloom as well as annuals do. So I'll fill my taller uh, um perennial flowers towards the backside. And there's always something rotating through. A lot of your wildflowers are perennials. They, they bloom for a while and then they kind of fade. And then some, something else will come out and bloom. What I do is to get to have my cake and frosting too, I tend to anchor everything with perennials. They're going to come back every year. 
they may not bloom quite as well, but I always interject some, some annual flowers. Nothing blooms like a petunia. Oh my gosh. Geraniums, calipricoa, zinnias, uh, uh, vincas. These are over the top, nonstop, riotous bloom. Nothing can compare to that. So I'll sprinkle some of those in at the front edge of my containers. I put annuals, but I'll have an anchoring big perennial, <coughs> perennial thing there. Excuse me. So that's some flower tricks that kind of kind of work out. Consistency. So you need some color. Everyone wants to go all bloom, but you need some other foliage plants. See, foliage is, is as interesting. So Nandina or heavenly bamboo. It's a great foliage plant. It does have a flower, but it's not that pretty. You're planting this for the foliage. And then the foliage actually uh, ebbs and flows. So right now, mine is bright red. So if, if Nandina are in the winter are in bright sun, they turn red. And then that red will turn back to green. Euonymus will do that. Ketoniaster will do that. It's fun to play with the foliage piece of, of those plants. Um, annuals, perennials, we kind of touched on that. There's a difference and not just with flowers. Sedums. This is a huge, there's hundreds of varieties of sedums. Dozens and dozens of varieties of, of agave, uh, yuccas. Some are annuals. They're not going to winter over up here because of our elevation. And some are perennial. Do your homework on that. Make sure you're checking you're getting the right variety. I see too many mistakes where folks bring their collection from their previous home in Palm Springs. They come up here and it dies in the winter. Uh, uh, red fountain grass. Frequently people go, I love it. I've grown it for years. I always have it. And then it doesn't come back in the winter here at this elevation. It's an annual, not a perennial. Everywhere else in the country, it's lower elevations, it's a perennial. It comes back. So, but not up here. And then hardscape and greenscape. Those are two terms you'll hear often in landscaping. Hardscape is non-living uh, landscape pieces. So your patio, your fences, your barbecue grill, your statuary, the pond. Uh, these are all uh, arbors, uh, pergolas. These are all hardscape. Uh, and then greenscape are all the plants. So trees, shrubs, grass, flower beds. And the secret is 60%. You get this right and it will feel balanced and just, just beautifully. It will feel right. You can't put your, your finger on it, but you go, this just feels right. 60% green plants should be covering your plot of land. So that's, that's sounds like a lot, but a tree takes up a huge area. So, but 60, you get that right and it will feel right. If you get too many plants, you go to 70, 80% plants to your, to your plot plan, it's going to feel overgrown. You know, oh, what? They didn't know when to pull, to when to stop. Oh my gosh. If you get too little, you know, a rock, a boulder, sling some crushed granite around and, and one tree, it's going to feel like you're wanting, like, what? Is this a rental? Did they, did they run out of money? What have they got a million dollar house and no plants? What's going on? It feels lunar. It feels dusty, feels dirty, feels like incomplete. So 60% is that, is that, is that marker. So when we're designing landscapes, we're trying to go 60%. We're thinking mature size of that tree or that hedgerow or that uh, screening plant or, or, or uh, we're framing a, a vista. 
but we want 70% green plants to that, to that space around you. So that, that'll be a real helpful percentage for you. Play with textures. One that I don't think we use often enough, but just loves growing up here at the higher elevations, grasses. We have so many native grasses that grow here. Down in the desert, they have cacti. Up here, we've got grasses and yuccas. So we do better with those. Anything else? I love grass because it, it adds motion. It adds drama. adds texture. It always adds some, something to look at, even in the slightest of breeze. We're most famous for our pampas grass. That's a great big one. It gets these huge plumes. It gets head high or taller, and the plumes are above that. But there's so many varieties, and they all do well here. I think fruit trees, they all do well here. So fruit's kind of nice. It's got a spring bloom. It's got summer foliage. It's got fall color. And you get an ornamental fruit on it. It kind of has a lot of different of these, these design elements all wrapped up into so many. The other one that's, that really is tricky for my Midwestern folks, um, sun. The sun is more intense here. This elevation is brighter. So you're used to growing, let's say, Japanese maple out in full sun. Here in the mountains of Arizona at this elevation, they're not going to like that. I know the tag says it grows in full sun, but oh, you really ought to have some protection that mid-June, mid 10 to 2, it's not going to like growing there. More shaded, east side, under the canopy of, a, of, a, of another tree, that's where they're going to thrive. And so geraniums. I know the tag says blooms in full sun, and it will grow in full sun, but it just doesn't bloom very long. It blooms longer, better, stronger, when it has a little bit of that mid-afternoon shade to it. So you, you'll, you'll play around. We call this gardening, getting familiar with where your things are at, but do that kind of homework. Check top10plants.com. That's, that's our, our, our plants are located there, and we describe how they grow here, how much sun for here, how big they're going to get here, not nationally. Okay, gotta gotta go after this break. Be right back with more. Don't go anywhere right after this. Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them. At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success. We're wild about wildflowers with many of our own Arizona blends. Like our Arizona native mix, butterfly and hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful. At Waters, we know wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed. Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. You're listening to garden expert Ken Lane. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 10 Garden Show. 